Hi guys, welcome to the brand new podcast, Divorce, What I Wish My Parents Knew. My name is Grace Casper and I will be your host on this journey. I am currently 23 years old, I'm a child of divorce, and I'm writing a book on divorce from the kid's perspective. Did you know that there are plenty of resources out there on divorce, but practically all of them are written by psychiatrists, doctors, other adults that have been through divorce, but I haven't seen very many written by the actual kids. This is really unfortunate because there are a lot of divorces that happen, which include the kids. I want to share this letter with you that I will be reading at the beginning of every episode to remind you that you are not alone. Dear parents, divorce was not in your life plan. No one anticipates getting a divorce. It completely turns your world upside down and forces you to create new rhythms without your life partner. You might have regret or anger or feel a sense of freedom. Either way, there is hope. If you're listening to this podcast, this probably means that you have kids. And if anything good came from your marriage, it was your kids. So as you listen to what these children of divorce have to say, I challenge you to listen before becoming defensive, to be humble and open-minded, to take notes and even share or digest these suggestions with your friends. You are not alone in this journey. Unfortunately, the divorce rate is rising and more and more families are choosing this path, but it's up to you on how you want to create your new family. You could choose to create a healthy one that actively seeks out wholeness and healing, or you could stand still and create a dysfunctional one that stays mad at how things have turned out and never seeking healing. But something tells me that you're seeking the first option. Are you ready to be taught by a child of divorce? Let's do this. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Divorce, What I Wish My Parents Knew. My name is Grace Casper, and I'm your host. Today, I'm beautifully seated virtually next to my friend Lizzie Doss. Earlier, I messed up and I said her maiden name, but I was in her wedding and I should know better. So, <laughs> LOL. Um, but today, we're just going to be going through her experience of what it was like being, or what it is currently like, um, being a child of divorce. Because once you're a child of divorce, you're always a child of divorce. Um, but we were just talking about how cool it is that now she's married and um, she's in her own beautiful relationship with someone. And so there's hope. So Lizzie, give us the stats on your divorce experience. I need to know age, if your parents are together with other people, if they're married, if they're dating, and then um, what your relationship with them looks like today. Okay. Well, um, I believe I was five or six when my parents got divorced. I was really young. I was still in elementary school. Um, my mom is currently dating right now, and I believe my dad is still dating um, the same person. And uh, my mom and I are very close, and I have um, a weird, different relationship with my dad. My therapist phrases it like my uh, distant uncle that I see on holidays. So that is my relationship <laughs> with my bio dad. <laughs> All right. Love it. Yeah. Um, something I want to preface for everyone listening is that every divorce story is so different. And I think something beautiful about Lizzie's is that she's actually representing a lot of families that have um, absent fathers. And so I want to talk to you, Lizzie, about what the divorce was like when you first found out about it when you were five or six. Do you remember hearing about it? 
what did that feel like to you? Did it take a while to like comprehend what that actually means? Like, oh, mom and dad aren't going to be in the same house anymore. How did that look? Um, honestly, I don't remember a lot. I do remember very vividly the night that my dad left our family. Like I remember when he left, I remember being very confused. Um, I remember being upset with my mom because I thought it was her fault that he left. Mm. Um, and I was, yeah, I was really confused and you know what? I might have been seven, honestly, because I did have a younger sister. My sister's five years younger than me. So she was born from my bio dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a little bit older, but it's actually kind of interesting. Um, like I'm a teacher, you know, and going through the education process, like when I was in school, we had to like bring back a lot of elementary memories like, oh, what did your teacher do? And I, for the first time in college, realized I don't have many elementary memories. And I think that's because my parents got divorced when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And I just don't, I just like, you know how your brain can block out some trauma. I blocked out most of my elementary school years. Mm. So it's really interesting that I never noticed that until um, like for assignments, we had to reach back and do stuff from our elementary years. And I was like, I actually have no idea because I just don't remember that time in my life. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. It's weird how our brain does that to protect ourselves. It just blocks mm-hmm. out like the bad parts of life. And you're like, oh, I forgot I had memories back then. <laughs> Yeah, it's so bizarre that your brain does that. Yeah. So um, growing up then, it seems like that was your normal because it happened so early in life, just having divorced parents and more specifically, like really just having a single mom since your dad seems like he was absent most of your adolescent life. And so what was that like growing up with a single mom? And what was that like seeing your mom date other people? I just want to show people what it's like being a child of divorce and watching those things happen and how that really impacts you as a kid. Um, yeah, like I said, I was, I had, I struggled with a lot of anger towards my mom growing up. Um, a lot of anger. We went to therapy for a long time figuring out our relationship Mm. because I was very confused even when I was older to why my dad was not around. Mm. And I had a very complicated history with my dad. Like he would sometimes get court visits um, and sometimes he wouldn't. And so, um, and that's pretty spotty in my memory when he would come back and we would have court ordered visits and when we wouldn't. Um, But growing up with a single mom, um, I learned to be very self-sufficient. That was like one thing my mom like be in us was that we would have to like learn how to do things by ourselves. Mm. Um, And so that was something like looking toward, you know, my marriage now, that was a huge roadblock for me was like, oh, (laughs) it's okay to need Nathan and um, it's okay to like rely on him. So that was something that my mom um, always taught us. And another thing that was like really hard for me was watching my mom date. I always thought it was so selfish, especially in my high school years. I was very upset with her Um, when she would date guys. If she brought them around, I did not like them (laughs) to be around. Um, It took me a very long time to realize that just because my mom – was our mom didn't mean that she stopped being a person 
um, like a human that made mistakes. So I spent a lot of time just frustrated with my mom um, when she was dating and um, just because I was confused to why my dad wasn't around and not really being able to see at that point in time that, you know, he was a drug addict and it wasn't safe for us to be around him. Yeah. But as a kid, I'm so. sure your mom isn't saying to you at eight years old, like, no, it's a drug addict. And so there's things that you just don't know that and things are happening around mm-hmm. you. And you're like, well, why isn't dad here? And why is mom doing this? And you're not given the answers that you're wanting. And so it can yeah. be so frustrating to just be like, why do all the adults know these things? And I'm just being tossed around and the consequences of it all, you know? Yeah. And I think too, with that is that, um, a lot of times my mom wouldn't think I was listening when she was talking to my aunt or my, my grandma. And I would hear her say like mean things about my dad, which she was just hurt by my dad. Mm -hmm. And I would get so mad at her because I'm like, how could you talk about my dad that way? Mm -hmm. You know, as a young mind, I couldn't wrap my, my young kid. I couldn't wrap my mind around that. Right. That, you know, she had hurt going on in her heart. But to me, it was just like, my dad isn't in the picture anymore. And my mom hates him. And when I would see my dad, sometimes he would say things like he was, he is just in general, pretty unstable. Um, but he would say like, your mom keep, wants me, wants to be away, keep you guys from me, or your mom wants you to stay away from me and stuff like that. And so it's really confusing for a young mind to wrap my brain around. Why would these two not want me to see the other? Yeah. Is it almost like this is one of the tips in my book is not talking badly about the other parent because I feel like Mm -hmm. the adult is lucky in the sense that they get to separate themselves from that person. But the kids, depending on the situation, but most of the time, the kids Mm -hmm. still either have to see them, but not even just seeing them like emotionally and biologically, like that is your dad. You cannot divorce your Mm -hmm. dad. And so when one parent is talking poorly about the other, it's almost like, especially when you're young and you're getting fed these narratives of there's good and there's evil and there's a good guy and there's a bad guy. You're like, well, who's the bad guy? Is mom the bad guy? Is dad the bad guy? Like whose side am I supposed Mm -hmm. to be on? When in reality, like you're not as a child, you're not really supposed to pick a side, like, unless that parent has mm-hmm. actually verbally and physically abused you, then that's a whole nother thing. But as far as just listening to what the parent says about the other parent, it's really hard to discern, like, what is truth and what's not. Yeah, definitely. That, I would say, is a huge thing. And I think sometimes, just like I said, my mom probably didn't realize I was listening um, I was pretty sneaky as a child. <laughs> um, and I really wanted answers. And so mm. I would like go and listen when my mom didn't think I was listening. Mm. And so I think too, for parents, when kids have questions, they're, they're pretty well going to try to find their answers, yeah. you know? Um, and I went, because I didn't feel like I was getting answers from my mom. I definitely tried to eavesdrop and not proud of these things, but I just was so confused. And so it wasn't even, you know, like she was openly, which don't get me wrong, parents, I have seen that where they openly will talk about each other that way. But I would, you know, sneak up on my answers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I would find a way. I mean, it makes sense, Lizzie, because when you are given this consequence of like, I don't want you to spend time with dad, you're 
question is going to be, well, why? And so it makes sense Mm -hmm. why you're eavesdropping and why you're trying to figure it out on your own because kids are smart. And I think that's something that parents need to be reminded of is kids are very smart and they get a hold of things Mm -hmm. when they want it and they want to know why and they'll find a way to find out why. And even when you think like, oh, they're too young to comprehend this or, oh, I don't want to do this, this or that, like sometimes they need to be told the truth. And so Mm -hmm. with that, you know, with the title, what I wish my parents knew, what do you think you wish your parent, like specifically your mom would have known about how to approach talking about your dad to you or um, Mm -hmm. talking about the situation of, you know, her dating? Do you wish she would have sat you down and explained it more? Do you wish she would have asked for your permission or what would have been, what would have been more life-giving for you just to tell other parents who are experiencing talking to their kids about divorce or talking to their kids about dating again, what would have helped you in that? Or maybe you don't know yet and that's okay. Well, I think just open communication about everything is really important because I think it's so like difficult conversations are, uh, they are the worst and having like a conversation about why you're, dad's not in the picture anymore that's a difficult conversation Mm -hmm. and putting it into terms that in you know my brother was super young my sister was super young I was young like putting it into kid terms probably you know there's all these books on this right now because the divorce rate has jumped in America to over 50 percent and so we're starting to write children's book and put it into kids terms but I don't really think it was as prevalent back then Mm -hmm. and so I think I wish that she would have talked to me about it and I don't know how she would have I don't know thinking about how I would talk to a kid about that I don't know but um I think dating wise I definitely wish things were different that way like I wish that she would have waited for some for us to meet some guys you know um until she was absolutely (laughs) sure you know um of who who she was bringing home and who who we were meeting um because even into my teen years my college years that was so difficult for Mm -hmm. me like my mom dated this guy for um when I was in college probably a good year and a half Um, And we had gone on like one vacation with him and um, I had actually like kind of warmed up to him and then they stopped dating and I don't know what happened to me, Grace, but I was devastated. Like Mm. I was crying and I was like, this is so silly. It's just my mom's boyfriend. But when your lives get intertwined like that, it's not really just a boyfriend, you know? Yep. And so that was really like, I guess I wish she, I could have verbalized to my mom at that age, like, Hey, <laughs> I get attached to the guys that you bring home. And, um, I wish that, you know, you would just take a lot more consideration into who you let us, you know, intertwine our lives with. Yes. Oh my if gosh, that Lizzie, sense. that is huge. That is so, so huge. 
even even if you have older kids yes I would still like you have in college because you were saying it impacted yeah. you in college and so you might be oh, like oh, well yeah. they don't live under my roof anymore so it doesn't matter well if they're seeing if you're seeing this person for holidays and you're seeing them, mm-hmm. you're like in group chats with them like text chats and stuff like that is easy way to create attachment and attachment's not a bad thing if they're gonna stay you know for the long run that's good that means you're building a relationship but if you're building a relationship with someone that your mom might have known like wasn't gonna last or something then that's probably not Mm -hmm. smart (laughs) yeah yeah and I think too like I don't know like how do you how can you know so early If it's going to work or if it's not like you need to put some good time on that um, and really wait and see, because I mean, it can be exciting when you're dating someone new and it can be so exciting. You just want to jump to the next step, but it's like, you really have to wait and pray that out for what's going to be best for your kids. Because yes, you're a person, but you're also a mom first. And so you have to remember that because, oh, it's just devastating. And on the other side too, like, when I, um, like I said, complicated relationship with my bio dad, but when I started seeing him again, we were doing court ordered visits in high school. I remember that. And then when I turned 18, I wasn't under the you know court anymore. I could do whatever I wanted to do. And so I started, um, having a relationship with my dad. Really, I was not old enough. I'm not ready, but I met his girlfriend like the second time oh I had seen him again. And I was like, why? And she's got kids and he is in their lives. And all I could think was, so why can you take care of these kids? But you couldn't figure out a way to take care of me and my brother and my sister. Wow. So that was so hard for me to wrap my brain around. Like, even though he might be more healthy now than he was back then, I was like, that's not an excuse to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that's that, so it, that can be really messy. Goodness. Yeah. Well, Lizzie, uh, as we wrap this up, I want you to leave the parents with a piece of advice. You already have left the parents with quite a big chunks of advice, but one like piece of hope, I guess, a hopeful message for the parents and then um, a message for the kids that are going through it. I'm assuming that if kids are listening to this, they're probably in their teens. If they're listening to a podcast on divorce, mm. they're not going to be young. Yes. Yeah. So like, for <laughs> older kids, what would you say to them just to encourage them in this really heartbreaking journey or pieces that helped you heal? Oh man. I think honestly for both sides, for kids and for parents, like build a community around you. Do not close yourself off once, you know, you get divorced. Um, my mom always said it took a village to raise us and she's so right. Um, and just pray for community around you because I have so many like quote unquote adoptive parents that raised me up in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm so thankful for them. And, um, I guess my biggest piece of advice for kids is don't close your heart off. Um, and that was something I did and I totally wish I never did that. Um, cause I'd been so hurt by, um, divorce and just had like no hope. Um, after my parents got divorced and kind of like lived in this notation of feeling like if divorce is over 50%, then why, 
would I ever open myself up to the possibility of being hurt the way that I seen my mom get hurt. Um, but having good community around me and like letting them pour life into me and pour love into me changed my life. And I'm so thankful. So I guess, I don't know. Is that? Oh my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) Seriously. This because yeah, keep going. I was just going to say like, I just see so many people like be so embarrassed by divorce and just kind of close themselves off, but it's not embarrassing. I mean, we're all humans. We all fail. (laughs) We all have shortcomings and that is just like the perfect time where you need community to come in and be a village around your kids and around your, around you too. You know, I was going to ask Lizzie, was it helpful to be around Um, like healthy married couples? Oh gosh. Yeah. I, um, when I was older, when I was in college, I, um, Bethany and Gabe, they already know they're like my quote unquote adoptive parents. And in therapy, I learned a lot more about like reparenting myself. Um, but I truly believe God put them in my life to show me a healthy relationship. Mm. And they like, counseled me so much through not only the hurt of not having a dad, but also the pain of not being able to see a um, married couple and how that should look. Mm -hmm. And not to say they're perfect, but how they still choose each other every day. And they continue to show each other the love that they first had when they gave themselves, you know, to each other on their wedding day. Um, and it, it healed my heart in so many ways. I am like, praise God for, I just could go on and on about that was such a healing thing for me. Yeah. It really was. That's huge. Well, Lizzie, thank you so, so much for just opening up your heart today and sharing about your family in an honoring way. We know that you deeply love your mom. You deeply love your bio dad. And then you deeply love the village that helped raise you. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I just thank you for saying all the things you did with such humility and honesty. And I can't wait to hear how this episode has impacted um, families that are going through that heartbreak right now. Mm. Me too. Thanks for having me, Grace. Yeah, of course. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye.